This is the Jason Walker Show. Two-time National Sports Media Association Montana Sportscaster of the Year and three-time loser, the Jason Walker Show. The best local and statewide sports coverage featuring the biggest guests from Montana. Flint Rasmussen uh, joining us here on the Jason Walker Show. He's freaking exhausting, too. You used to dance a lot more. Yeah, I know, lady. I'm 51 years old now. The NAI Hall of Famer Mike Van Deese joining us here on Jason Walker Show. And is it just a deal where quarterbacks have to be good golfers? Well, that's all they have time for. They don't work out. They don't lift weights. They don't do anything else. They might as well go get on the golf course and at least have some fun. And from across the country. Doug Gottlieb, our guest here on the Jason Walker Show. End of the day, remember, it, it's your show. It's got your name on it. Howie Mandel, our guest here. Jason Walker, deal or no deal. The Jason Walker Show, broadcasting from the Major Mortgage Man Cave. Here's Jason Walker. Hey, happy uh, Thursday. It is the Jason Walker Show, presented by Capital Collision Center. Montana State Law says it is your vehicle, it is your choice. Where you have it repaired, choose Capital Collision Center. Major Mortgage Man Cave, big show coming up inside today. Uh, we're going to talk state tournaments here in a couple of minutes, as they were released by MHSA, sites anyway. And also going to have a uh, conversation with Anthony Knockreiner, the host of the Knock on Sports up in the Flathead. We're going to talk coaching searches, both at Flathead and Montana State. We are going to chat about um, Flathead Capital tonight, both the boys and the girls. And uh, I don't know. We're just going to have some fun, I think. So that's coming up. And uh, also on this day in history and much more. Now, tomorrow, uh, actor Alex Ponovich will join us uh, from Snowpiercer and Van Helsing. And also... Paul Westhead, the former college NBA basketball coach, Paul Westhead, will join us tomorrow here on the Jason Walker Show. Well, that's going to be a good time. It'll be a lot of fun. All right. Uh, you can watch live on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube. You can also uh, watch live or listen live on uh, Podbean, Network One Sports, and TreasureStateRadio.com. If you don't have TreasureStateRadio.com, you can download it on the App Store or Google Play or wherever you get apps. Okay? Cool. Email us, jason at jasonwalkershow.com, and uh, tweet us at jwalkersports. So state tournaments uh, were announced for wrestling and basketball and swimming today by Montana High School Association. And uh, the girls' state wrestling tournament, the first ever, will be fe uh, February 19th and 20th at Lockwood High School. In Lockwood. Not in Billings, like literally everybody says, but Lockwood is its own little, it's like East Helena. Lockwood will host the uh, girls' state wrestling tournament. All-class state wrestling tournament. 169 girls wrestling, and all of them will go to state in 10 weight classes. Uh, 103, 113, you got 120, 126, 132, 38, 45, 52, 70, and 205. So it will uh, be two days, February 19th and 20th, at Lockwood. That's going to be awesome. That's super cool. Class AA, A, and then B, C, separate tournaments because of COVID. So that sucks. Billings won't have the all-class state wrestling tournament, which is a blast every year. Uh, the AA is trying to figure out its postseason format, so they don't know where they're going to wrestle state yet. But the BC will be at Shelby, March 5th and 6th. Same dates, Class A at Miles City. For basketball, Class AA will go with a playoff format like it did with volleyball, so the higher seed will host throughout. Uh, let's see here. No changes for state locations for A, B, or C. And I think they're still, are they still going to do, I think they're still going to do combined. But we'll see. Tournaments are scheduled for March 11th through 13th. Um, originally, 
There's a fourth day possible for each tournament, probably expected. Billings, Metra, uh, the Class B tournament for basketball, Class A in Butte, Class C in Bozeman, pending approval of local health departments. Great Falls is open because it was supposed to host the AA, but that's not going to happen. MHSA also approved allowing up to 25% capacity for the postseason with a limit of 500 per team at larger facilities. Cheerleaders will be allowed. Bands will not. Swimming state tournaments, or state meets, sorry, will be uh, March 6th in Polson for the Class AB, as long as the health department says so. And the Class AA in Gray Falls, March 5th. Top 24 swimmers in AA, Class AB, 18. So that is your state tournaments. Projected state tournaments. Okay. I uh, got Cat Grizz basketball tonight on the men, on the women's side because on the men's side they were canceled. So the women will play tonight in Bozeman at what five p.m. Is that right? I think because they were supposed to. Then guys are going to play at seven. So uh, the women playing at five tonight in Bozeman. Cat Grizz. And you heard Mike Petrino, the head coach of the uh, Lady Grizz, talking about it yesterday that. Uh, Montana hasn't won at Montana State at the Brick Breeding Fieldhouse in seven years. So that's, uh, that's a big one. And there was a time where the, the Cats couldn't beat the Grizz at all, Lady Grizz. Now, the Cat men haven't won in forever against the Grizz. That's not going to matter this week. But uh, the Grizz men have won 19 of the last 20. But, um, yeah, good, good stuff. Lady Grizz, the Cats, tonight in Bozeman. And there's some good basketball going to be played because the Lady Grizz are playing well. The Bobcat women are playing great. And uh, it's going to be a lot of fun to watch that one. So good luck to both teams. But. There you go. That is where we're at for basketball. You got uh, Helena High uh, girls on the road at Glacier tonight. The boys are home, and then uh, they will head or uh, flop with Flathead on. Um, you know what I'm talking about. Saturday. <laughs> oh, speaking of which, so I'm reading. I'm reading the article. Now, remember, I got blocked from reading the editor, sports editor at the IR. I got blocked from reading his stuff on Twitter. He blocked me. But like I, like I said, I'm not, it's like I'm not going to read it somehow. So I'm, I'm reading 406 Empty Sports, and he's talking about, and Chris is talking about the, uh, the basketball matchups. And he's talking about Helena High girls haven't played in two weeks because they were, you know, last week with the COVID issue and blah, blah, blah. He said, now they're going to play two games in the next three days. Whoa. You know, you, before COVID, pre-COVID, uh, the, the Flathead Glacier trip was back-to-back, right? I mean, you realize that. But now they're going to play two games in three days. Oh, my goodness. And the boys, too. Two games in three days in high school. That's like... I just love it. I love it. Uh, we had, um, yeah, good stuff. All right, we're staying positive. We're staying positive. There is some news coming out of Missoula, which we'll talk about later. And uh, that it will be interesting to follow. I think it's a done deal. Still, uh, same names being brought up for... Um, Montana State coaching search. Matt Lubick seems to be a strong candidate. The Nebraska offensive coordinator, you know, his family is from Bozeman, his dad, Sonny. Uh, Lubick was a, a coach at Montana State. Matt played in Western, football at Western. 
and um, B.J. Robertson was, you know, there. Um, Brian Armstrong on staff. So, I mean, it's those are two dudes that you want hanging around Montana State if uh, when you're making a new hire. Because I don't think it's going to be one of them. But we'll we'll see. We'll keep an eye on it. Uh, Leon Costello, remember last week, said seven to ten days. We're about six days out of that. So of Jeff Choate resigning last week and taking the job, uh, linebacker coach down in uh, Texas, in Austin. So, all right. We're going to take a break and come back and talk some more hoops. We're going to talk football. Oh, I did see this. Uh, Lewis and Clark County, the Board of Health, today amended COVID-19 regulations. So bars, restaurants, and casinos now get to stay open till midnight instead of 10 p.m. Such businesses can now remain open between the hours of 4 a.m. and and midnight. Who the hell's drinking and gambling at 4 in the morning? Um, Montana State Law says you can't start drinking till 8. But depending on the county, you can gamble 24 hours in the state. But in Lewis and Clark, you can be open from 4 a.m. to midnight now. Uh, Also, different language to the rules and regulations banning buffet-style food service, requiring all services acceptable or accessible to customers to be sanitized between. Well, that makes sense. Like it should, like it's not being done anyway, or wasn't being done anyway. Sometimes health departments are moronic, and some of these rules regarding COVID are moronic. I went to a doctor today. Him and I have both had the COVID. And we're ready for this Gestapo-type check-ins to be done everywhere you go. Have you talked to anybody with COVID? Yeah, me. My wife. Recently, not, I mean, like, can we just stop? Can we just go... Can we go to a doctor's office without being examined before we get into the doctor's office? Tired of this COVID crap. And I'm on both sides of the fence. I know it's real. I know it's serious, but I'm tired of it. Ugh. Positivity, though. Is that a word? Positive Positivity. There we go. <laughs> oh, my goodness. All right, let's take a break. Let's get to Anthony Nockreiner. He's going to be positive. He'll keep us positive as well. It is uh, <laughs> Jason Walker's show. We are uh, presented by Capital Collision Center. Montana State Law says it is your vehicle. It is your choice where you have a repair. Choose Capital Collision Center on Euclid in Helena. Coming right back, we'll talk some hoops and coaching searches with Anthony Nockreiner next. Jason Walker show. New vehicles keep coming, and Capital Collision Center keeps earning certifications to repair them. They're Helena's newest GM-certified facility. No matter the make or year, they repair your car to manufacturer's standards and requirements, maintaining its safety and value. Montana State Law says it's your vehicle and it's your choice where you have it repaired. Choose Capital Collision Center, certified in GM, Subaru, and Nissan, and Helena's only shop certified in Honda, Acura, and Ford. When you value safety, go to Capital Collision Center on Euclid. Who doesn't love being number one? When your team's dominating the standings or your favorite band rocks the charts at number one, it feels good, right? Kind of like how it feels when you have auto insurance with State Farm. Because making you feel like number one is an honor your local State Farm agent takes seriously. Through the good times and not so good, your State Farm agent's proud to be here to help life go right. Call State Farm agent Mike Miller in Helena today. Have you thought about buying a home and just don't know where to begin? Well, when it comes to one of the most important purchases one can make, we understand it can be frustrating and confusing, but it doesn't have to be. Let the Major Mortgage Team help you with all your mortgage needs. Major Mortgage means major service, and we would love the opportunity to help you today. Give J.R. McFadden, NMLS number 1246357, a call today at 406-465-1918. Or you can visit him at 2001 11th Avenue, Building A, Suite 3 in Helena. 
Major Mortgage is a division of AMCAP Mortgage, NMLS number 129122, equal housing lender. Storewide savings are what you'll find when you shop for new home furnishings at Rutgers Furniture. This means tremendous values on Helena's largest in-stock selection of home furnishings. When you shop Rutgers, you'll find storewide savings on the furniture you want for every room in your home. And you'll also find our selection of Serta iComfort, the most comfortable beds in Helena. 12-month financing is available with approved credit on most purchases over $299. Ask for details. You'll find storewide savings at Rutgers Furniture, 1010 Dearborn, Helena. Oh, goodness. Welcome back. Jason Walker Show. Presented by Capital Collision Center. Hanging out inside the Major Mortgage Man Cave. And we're actually some exciting news. So I'm not sure of the dates, but uh, we are going to be getting a refreshed Major Mortgage Man Cave. Like new flooring, new, like, it's going to be awesome. And it'll be coming sometime in 2021. That's all I know. It's literally all I know. But it's going to be really cool. Um, we almost got something hanging out outside. We almost uh, we're going to get a brand new like studio, like completely like new. But uh, we're actually just going to redo this. So it's going to be cool. Looking forward to it. Uh, also looking forward to On This Day in History coming up tomorrow. Paul Westhead, the former coach of uh, the Golden State Warriors, L.A. Lakers, Loyola Marymount. Yeah, we'll talk to him tomorrow. It's going to be fun. He's got a new book out talking about how he came up with his style of play in the 80s. Uh, also, Alex Ponovich, the actor, will join us tomorrow here on The Jason Walker Show. All right, let's get to our uh, first guest on the Mike Miller State Farm Hotline. He is a uh, talk show host, sports talk show host up in uh, the Flathead. The Knock on Sports is the name, Anthony Knockreiner. We're going to talk a little bit about Flathead Capital. Also, his thoughts on the Flathead coaching search, Montana State coaching search, and uh, will he do something for me? We're going to find out. I want to ask Anthony Remember yesterday we were talking to Katie Garson Forba, and it was chocolate cake day. Uh, her team did not take her chocolate cake, so I'm going to ask Anthony if he will deliver a chocolate cake tonight to Coach Garson Forba. But he will join us now, right here on the Jason Walker Show. Well, first off, uh, how things going, man? I haven't talked to you in like I don't know. It seems like since football started. <laughs> Things are good, man. Things are good. I, I'm a Bucks fan, so I'm excited for the yeah, Super Bowl. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I, I beat up on some Packer friends of mine. So, you know, listen, it's all good in my world right now. Well, that, the Buccaneers in the Super Bowl, and I got basketball. That's the most important thing is that you beat the Packers. So I'm happy yeah, about that. that. <laughs> <laughs> I was about to say, it, it was step two in a very long process. Now we gotta, we got to take care of the final step which is uh, somehow finding a way to win a Super Bowl in our own uh, our own home stadium, which I am stoked about. Well, so, yeah. it's the first time that the home team has been in the Super Bowl, so it's kind of exciting. Now, granted, uh, Bucks ownership bought this opportunity, and I'm pretty sure the NFL figured out a way to get Tom Brady into the Super Bowl with a new team in the home stadium in probably his last year. <laughs> I don't know if it's going to be his last year. It's but, probably not. He, I, mean, I know he wants to play until he's 50. <laughs> Well, I'm telling you what, dude, the way he looks, I mean, outside of the uh, second half of the, the NFC Championship game, there's no reason for me to believe that at least he can't play until next year. I mean, dude was lights out, 40 touchdowns this season. Yeah, a few more picks, but, you know, hey, listen, uh, right now as, as a Bucks fan, I'm right now I'm trying to work on figuring out how I'm going to get a Tom Brady Super Bowl jersey and, uh, you know, also trying to figure out how I'm going to get a Devin White jersey. I've got a couple things i got to check off this list here, you know. How much did you hate Tom Brady before this before 2020, though? I never hated Tom Brady. Really? I actually respected Tom Brady. I really respected mm-hmm. Tom Brady because, like I said, I'm not a Patriots fan, but I actually just respected the greatness of Tom Brady because what, I mean, what the Patriots have done, I mean, I know everybody hates dynasty, right? It doesn't mm-hmm. matter what sport. 
it wasn't just the Patriots. Everybody hated Golden State when they were good. I'm sure if you weren't a Bulls fan, you hated Chicago in oh, the 90s. Oh, absolutely. Hello, Lakers fan here. <laughs> exactly. So, I mean, everyone hates a dynasty. Everyone hates a favorite. But I, for me, it was just about I really did enjoy because I, I really enjoyed watching the Patriots in 2007. I had them winning the Super Bowl against the Giants. Obviously, that didn't happen. Um but, I mean, I, I did respect Tom Brady and his greatness. And it's not just because he's a Buccaneer now, um, but I always did. You know, when I was a kid, uh, I was rooting for the Patriots in 01 uh, to beat the Rams. And so just kind of became one of those distant fans. Because, like I said, I'm never giving up on family Buccaneers. And I'm not going to claim the Patriots are my team. That's just – I'm not a bandwagon fan, but I can't enjoy watching how good that team was. Hey, did you know that it was on this date in 2001 that Baltimore beat New York at Raymond James Stadium? I did not know that. That yeah. that is interesting, because uh, it was only two days ago, which was the uh, 18th anniversary of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers' only Super Bowl, mm-hmm. which was a curb stopping of the uh, uh, Oakland Raiders uh, back then. Which, uh, I'm, like I said, it def- it's kind of funny because people have asked me this. They're just like, how how excited are you? I'm like, I'm just excited that we're here <laughs> because the last time I saw Tampa Bay in the postseason and have success was when I was 13 years old. I'm 31 now. So I don't know when this is going to happen again. That's exactly, yeah. Well, welcome to being a Cowboys fan, a Mets fan, (laughs) especially the Mets fan. Although they could be okay this year. Anyway, uh, Anthony Knockreiner joining us. Speaking of baseball, real quick, thoughts on nobody getting into the Hall of Fame, which I think it's become such a joke the last, I don't know, 10 years. Look, I was not a fan of the steroid guys, but you got to at least have a wing in the Hall of Fame for them. I mean, it's part of baseball. It's part of the history of the game. I think Kurt Schilling should be in. I think Clemens, Bonds, all these guys should be in. Let's just stop this facade of, well, it's all about the integrity of the game. Yeah, I was about to say, I think there's a lot of things that you could you could look at and Listen, everything needs to be based on what happened on the field because that ultimately is what this is all about, what was done mm-hmm. on the field uh, for the game of baseball. I think it's ridiculous. I think there's, I think unfortunately, I think there are too many baseball writers with too big egos uh, getting in their own way of, of deciding this. I mean, how in the world do you have a Hall of Fame in a year and you don't have anybody going there? Right. Like they just, I, I don't understand the rules of how baseball does it. I don't you know, like like I said I, I like the NFL's model. Uh, obviously, you only take five or six guys every single year, but I don't understand why there's a limit on guys being able to like they have a, a, only a so, certain amount of years to be able to be, get into the Hall of Fame. I don't get that either because uh, how many guys could be there potentially for years uh, just waiting to hear their name and then all of a sudden you have a time limit. I just I don't understand what Major League Baseball is doing in that regard. I get maybe that's how they did things way back, but at the same time, too, you know, way back in the day, I don't think they had 400 baseball writers voting for the Hall of Fame. I don't think 400 has been the same number for the last 100 years of baseball. So uh, it's it's dumb. It's stupid. The uh, Major League Baseball Hall of Fame voting needs to be revamped, and, uh, you know, I think get rid of the stupid rules that are there, uh, base it on the play. And like you said, too, listen, I, I was not a fan of the steroid era, all right, when I found out, but at the same time, too, guess what? It was an attraction to the ball game. How did anyone not think that this was going on? And at the same time, too, it wasn't illegal at that time. Uh, it only became illegal afterwards. So, like I said, I, I don't think that um, you can you can say that these guys cheated however you want to play it, however any individual wants to look at it. But um, I, I think overall you, you got guys here that definitely did impact the game. They were obviously good enough to get to the show. Um, so, like I said, that is just is stupid. I think Major League Baseball Hall of Fame needs a revamp. Yeah. Anthony Knockreiner joining us, the host of uh, the Knock on Sports, KGEZ. In fact, he's got a couple of basketball games tonight, which we'll talk about in a second, involving Queen City and Flathead area uh, teams. But coaching searches, we've got two big ones going on right now. Uh, One probably much bigger than the other, but the news came out about a week ago today, I guess now, that Matt Upham resigned at Flathead Mm -hmm. High, and that one caught everybody by surprise. Um, How's that search going? And give me your thoughts on, on Matt resigning. I was shocked and surprised by it too. I didn't think uh, that was going to happen. That's kind of one of those moves you're just like, you kind of, you don't see that coming. You don't see that. Uh, it seems like it's coming out of left field. So I was very surprised. Um, I wish Matt nothing but the best. Obviously, I really appreciate him taking all the time that he did whenever I needed to talk to him about flat advantage football. Um, I wish he could have had a little more success. I know this past season did not go 
uh, the way of the Braves, unfortunately, uh, going 0-7. Um, and, you know, it, it stinks, uh, like I said. But the coaching search going forward, you know, it, it's going to be a big one for Flathead. I mean, you're talking about a, a high school that's gone through a lot of coaching change over the last several seasons. I mean, since Kyle Sampson has left, which was January, late January of 2019, uh, Flathead's replaced their head volleyball coach. They replaced both head basketball coaches. Uh, they replaced a swimming coach. Um, to go along with that. Um, so th- th- there's been a lot of change at, at, at with in terms of their coaching. Um, two new basketball coaches this year. Um, so like I said, it's, it's a very big hire uh, for Flathead. I think it's a very attractive job uh, for any coach. Um, but the interesting part about this, and it's kind of very similar to the Montana State job, is that you just, I mean, there are names that you think of, but you're not exactly sure how many names are really tied to this thing. Because there's just not an immediate big name that you think, okay, hey, this makes the most logical sense. Whether it's Montana State or whether it's Flathead, I, I just don't have that name that comes to mind right away and says, okay, hey, he would make sense to come right away. Because if it would be ties to the school or you know even Montana State who has ties there, it, it's just very interesting. And, and it's going to be big for both administrations to make sure they get the right person uh, in, in the program and, and leading the program. Well, sticking with Flathead for a second, you know, you and I were texting back and forth last week, but, you know, you mentioned, or I mentioned, like, a Travis Dean, would he come back? But probably not, because, I mean, you're in the college level. Why go back to high school? Um, but that was really the only the only name I could think of. And, it, it, you know, two think one or one other thing to think about is Matt still teaching. So is this going to be a teaching position plus coaching or just coaching? And that's another thing to think about, I think, too, right? Yeah, I mean, you'd have to think about it. I mean, that's obviously the tie there because, again, uh, we know that high school coaches, you don't get paid just to be a coach. You have to be a teacher as well to make uh, ends meet. And so um, you would think that that would be the case. Uh, Whoever comes in is going to have to try and find a a teaching position, and I think that's probably going to be a big hurdle, not only finding someone and finding the right candidate and finding someone that can lead this program, um, but trying to find them also a way to teach or finding an opening for them to uh, be able to work at the high school. Um, I know Bryce Wilson said it's not a requirement that uh, the next head coach be a teacher or be somebody that's at the high school, in the high school all day long. Um, but obviously it just makes it easier if that person's within the building and, and being able to see the kids all the time and all those types of things. So it's going to be a very interesting search. I don't think this is going to be a quick search by any stretch of the imagination. Uh, if people are thinking that you know they want to see a, a name in the next couple of weeks, that's just not going to happen. I think this thing is going to be uh, very thorough, and I think they're going to take their time, and they're going to try and do everything they can to find the right candidate because I think at this point for Flathead, you could cast a, a wide net in, or just a wide net to see who would apply. Do you see any Washington coaches potentially? Idaho, I mean, um, you know, that could be a really interesting uh, thing here. Do they try and go out of state? Is there somebody within the state, within AA that's going to apply? It's a really, really interesting um, search, and I'm really, I wish I could be uh, a fly on the wall for the meetings uh, for the head coaching search, but uh, it's going to be a very, very tough and very tough task, I think. Anthony Knockreiner joining us, the host of the Knock on Sports KGEZ radio uh, up in the Flathead. Do they go young? Do they go older? Because you think about, you know, Matt, not exactly old. Uh, Kyle wasn't old. That whole staff was a young staff. Um, mm-hmm. so do you, do you look for someone? I mean, what, if you're making the hire, what do you look for? I think what I'm looking for is somebody that gets some energy. I think the biggest thing is adaptability. I mean, when you're talking about, and this, again, these are not things that I'm saying that Matt didn't do. So I want to first just say that these are not indictments on Matt Upham. Mm-hmm. But what I am saying is, is that I think you've got to find a coach with adaptability that can find whatever personnel he has. Um, he can adapt whatever he wants to do to his roster. Because as we know in high school, you, the kids that come into the program are the kids you have. You don't go out and recruit. Um, you don't do those types of things, obviously. Unless, in unless school, you're in Missoula. In high football. <laughs> Wait, did I say that well, out loud? Open enrollment policy, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but you're not supposed to anyway. And so just being that said, uh, I think that, you know, that's the biggest thing is you got to find adaptability and you got to find a coach that can do that because, when you hear coaches talk about systems and you talk about, you think about some of the legends, um, you know, you think about coach Jack Johnson over mm-hmm. at CMR, um, you know, you look at what Dane Oliver's doing right now too. Uh, you look at uh, some of the, what Levi Weshey's got over there at Bozeman. You look at what Rob Stanton's doing over at Billings West. 
those guys have done a great job of adapting to their personnel, but at the same time, too, they do have their system. And I think it's, it takes a couple of years for a head coach to really, one, put in the system, uh, but at the same time, that system has to be ever-evolving. So the biggest thing I think Flatted needs to look for is adaptability in their next head coach uh, and, and what can he do uh, with the roster. Because there's some years where Flathead maybe, you know, who knows, they could get a uh, – they have a quarterback that can really throw the football. they got some wide receivers. Or maybe it's a couple of years ago where Flathead's uh, a team that can really run the football and they got a big offensive line. Um, so the next head coach really needs to be able to, one, inject energy. Obviously, the biggest thing is you've got to have some energy in the program and at the same time, too, adaptability. That's going to be the biggest thing. Uh, MSU coaching search. We've heard some big names, Matt Lubick, um, uh, Mike Riley, uh, Jason McIndoe, a former assistant at Montana State. Uh, same thing uh, in my eyes, Anthony, and I don't know if you agree with this, but you've got to find somebody that I don't care if they're going to stay there a while, but they've got to, they've got to have the biggest thing is recruiting to the state of Montana they have to have, in my opinion, connections because otherwise you're going to lose people to Bobby Houck and, and, and the Grizz because they're back now. And you've got to have that connection of recruiting to Montana, um, the state of Montana anyway. Uh, who do you, what do you look for in Montana State's next coach? Well, I think a couple of things. If one, you know, I don't disagree with what you're saying. I think that obviously that's the lead way to go. But if, say, you do get a coach that doesn't have Montana State ties, because originally Jeff Choate didn't have Montana State ties. Obviously he has ties to Montana, which helps. Mm-hmm. So if you've got a coach that has some kind of tie to it, that, that's great. But I think if you do get a coach that doesn't have uh, Montana State ties, you have to make sure that he is good with getting people around him that do. Because you talk about guys like a, a, a B.J. Robertson, how crucial is a guy like him uh, for Montana State and a guy that's well-known and well-respected in the coaching circles here in Montana. Yep. Um, so I think that's one thing. But if you say, So if you do go with a coach with ties, that helps. If you don't go with a coach that has ties to Montana State, he has to – you would have to think – Tell, tell, tell the administrators that, okay, hey, I'm going to surround my people with uh, or surround my staff with people that are connected to Montana, and so that way you kind of eliminate some of the weaknesses that a coach has. Because let's face it, there is no perfect head coaching candidate. So the biggest thing you want to see is get, can a coach get people that maybe uh, strengthen his weaknesses, and he maybe even acknowledges those, and he gets people around him to strengthen those. Because I think that's the biggest key of any, any coaching staff because you want to try and have the most well-balanced or well-rounded staff that you can possibly have, uh, so that way you're covering all areas. Um, so I think that's going to be something that's really important. But I think, and Jason, this is the biggest thing. When you hear people talk about Jeff Cho, and again, I don't know if you can replicate this. I don't know if you can find another one like this. But Jeff Cho was, when I talked to some of his recruits, even from the last couple of years, they all talked about his honesty. They all talked about the fact that he was always straight up with them. And that's the type of culture that you need to have. And, you know, at the same time, too, he laid out in front of them. He told them what it was like. And at the same time, he was just respectful and honest in all those types of things within his program, within his culture. And so they need to find someone that's very similar like that because kids and young men respond to those types of things more than, uh, you know, a high-energy guy, but you're not sure what you get all the time. I think sometimes when it comes to coaching searches, and it's not just Montana State, maybe it's the NFL – big-time college football programs, we don't look at that factor enough. Okay, are, the, are these guys straight up? Are they, are they liars? Do their players, do most of their players go to bathroom? Because you're not going to be able to make everybody happy. Right. But do most players feel that sense? I think that's a big thing for Montana State. It wasn't a surprise that he left for me. Uh, what was no. the surprise is that Kane Ione immediately bolted for Boise because to me, Kane was probably going to be the head coach at Montana State. Um, I mean, that's Mr. Bobcat right there, part two, aside from Sonny Holland. So that, would, to me, was the biggest surprise. That was a very big surprise as well. I mean, I'm broadcasting the, the Crosstown game last Friday. I'm seeing all this news <laughs> drop, and I'm just sitting here going like, wow, all right. This is all this is a and this is a late Friday night news dump. Right. Um, <laughs> it wasn't right at five. I mean this is like six, seven o'clock. Exactly. And so this was shocking. I mean, I was a lot I was probably like a lot of other people in a lot of Bobcat fans, like you think, well, okay, Jeff Cho got through Boise State, he's probably gonna stay there, you know, okay, hey, we're good. You know, and then you get the double whammy with Kane Ione leaving. Uh, it's, it's tough to be a Montana State Bobcat right now. Obviously you're losing guys, but at the same time you can't blame them. Blame them. 
you know, can I own Tad success? And if you're going to take a shot, you got to take the shot while the iron's hot. Yep. And, uh, you know, I don't blame can I own for going. I don't blame Jeff Choke for going. Because uh, these guys want to take that shot, and, I, and this is this is the time for them. Uh, Ian Laird, who does a lot of stuff down in Bozeman and high school uh, broadcasting, he brought this up on Twitter, and it was, look, if you're a Bobcat fan, yeah, this sucks. But if you want to have success, you got to expect this is going to happen. Your coaches are going to leave. If you want to be a good football team and be a national championship contender, well, your coaches are probably going to bolt after a while. Yeah, I was going to say either that or you're going to get a coach that's maybe looking at his last stop. And yeah. so, you know, that's that's kind of where that's at. I mean, like I said, if you're a head coaching uh, individual, you know, even if you grew up in Montana and your dream was to be the head coach at Montana State, if you're starting to get those offers from the P5, they're awfully tantalizing. They're, you know, and it's just like you got to take that one shot in life. And, you know, even if it doesn't work out, um, you know, you can always bounce back, but it's, you just got to go with it sometimes. And I think that's what happened here. And here's the deal too. I mean, that's just the way coaching is like Montana state, you know, Montana, they experienced this. Bobby, how can up leaving? Yeah. other coaches? I'm sure have left. Um, so when you, when you think about this, when your program's having success, that's great for one reason, but at the same time, you know, your, your coaches are probably going to be gone uh, at some point. So that's why, it's, you know, the SCS, is, it's one very tough to win because of the recruiting aspect but two, even more so to try and keep a head coach. So it's going to be very interesting to see what Leon Costello does, um, you know, because I think when you look at Montana State, I think that like, obviously you mentioned some names there that could potentially be tied to this thing, but I think does Leon Costello, does he go back, does he go to North Dakota State? Does he go to South Dakota State? Yeah. He's got ties there. Where where do you go to find the next head coach um, for Montana State? And like I said, I don't know if it necessarily has to be somebody with Montana State ties, but – It'll be really interesting to see where Leon and where the names uh, come from. Because like you said, you got some good ones right there. Yeah, no doubt. And to me, it's uh, Leon's hire. This, I mean, this is his most important hire of his career uh, to this date. And two, I can tell you one coach it will not be is Mike Van Deest. He said absolutely not. So, um, <laughs> you know, that was his dream job 15 years ago, but not now. Anthony Knockreiner joining us. I know you got to run soon, but um, – Give me an update on these games tonight. You got Capital and Flathead, and this this uh, the boys game down here. I don't know much about Flathead this year, uh, like you said, new coach. But uh, the Capital boys can shoot the ball. Uh, what do you expect uh, in the Queen City tonight? Uh, this is I think this is one of the best games of the night. I mean, obviously, if you ask anybody, they're probably going to say Hellgate Sentinel. But what you have right now, I think, is the top four teams playing each other: one and two, and Hellgate playing Sentinel, and three and four playing between Flathead and Capital. Uh, Flathead this season, they've got some great basketball players. Jocelyn Tripe leads the way. They're junior point guard, averaging 21 points per game so far this season. He can do so many things well. He can hit the three. He can drive to the lane. On top of that, they got a good shooting guard in uh, Hunter Hickey. Uh, again, he's a guy that can do very similar things. He can drive it and take it to the rack, or he can hit you from outside. He's got a good mid-range jumper as well. So for Flathead, this is a team that shoot. They have really improved in a three-point shooting. That's big, um, but I think where this game is going to be won and lost is the rebounding battle uh, because Flathead has not done very well in that department. Capital is a little bit of farther ahead of Flathead in the rebounding department uh, in terms of the stats, so that's where I think this is going to be won as well as free throws. Yeah. Uh, Flathead, they have some, they have a great starting five, but if they start to get into some foul trouble, that's going to present a problem uh, for the Flathead Braves. And so, uh, again, it's going to come down to free throws. It's going to come down to the rebounds and free throws for me, I think, because I think both teams are going to score. Um, Brayden Cook obviously doing a fantastic job for Coach Guy Onquist. But it's going to be fun. I think when you – the funny part about it is, Jason, is as you look at the Western AA on the boys' side, it is so tough. <laughs> it's so deep. And you've got great basketball players just about on every single roster. You look at Braden for capital. You look at, as I said, Justin and Hunter. Um, you got Ethan Van Bosch and, and Ezra Epperly and Gabe Adams for Flathead, obviously. But, you know, I look at Justin as one of those top players in the AA with Braden. You got Germer. Um, you look at Beckett Arthur for Hellgate. You look at Weston Price for Glacier. I mean, there's just so many players. And Big Sky's got some good ones as well. They're really improved. So Western AA is a ton of fun. It should be a fun one. I wish I was there. I'd be able to call that game tonight, but uh, like I said, I think this this Capital and Flathead. This game for me determines who is the third best team in the West right now. I know Flathead does have the win over Hellgate, but um, obviously they need to start racking up some other wins and do that against teams like Capitals, the Sentinels. They'll see next week as well. So uh, Flathead's got a tall order, but it should be a fun one there. 
the game you actually are calling tonight uh, in the Flathead. You got the girls tonight. You got the Bravettes and the uh, defending state co-champs, which is weird. Um, this is this one going to be close? Uh, I think it can be. <laughs> I, I think this one has the possibility to be close, but it's going to take a lot from the Flathead Bravettes to do that because again, we know how good the Capital Lady Bruins are. It's very difficult to stop the Barch Twins. Unfortunately for Flathead, they don't have anyone that matches up in height in terms of uh, against those Barch Twins. So Flathead's going to have their work cut out for them. And I think the biggest thing for them is they can't give Capital anything easy. No, no easy looks, no easy shots. It has to be earned every single, uh, every single time the Capital goes down the floor and they have to lower their turnovers. Uh, Flathead's unfortunately been given away too many turnovers. And if they do that tonight, then Capital is going to really have an advantage over them. They can really get out in front. So Flat has got to eliminate those turnovers and, again, make Capital earn everything, which is uh, hard to do. And so I think that's going to be the biggest key tonight. I think Flat has got some great, really good players, Claire Converse, Matty Moy, Keila Kubi. Those players are going to be really counted on tonight uh, for Coach Sam Tudor. But, uh, again, it's going to come down to Flat playing a really, really great game tonight and executing in all phases as, be- as to the best of their ability to try and, and keep a pace with Capital and, and try and try and steal a game. Because, again, we know how important these home-and-away games are. You know, you look at some of the home-and-away splits here, Jason, this yep. season, uh, you can just see how much home field, home court advantage is for teams. And so for Flathead, again, getting Capital on their home court, this is a game that doesn't quite feel like a must-win, but it's very close, obviously, against a very tough team. But if you're going to try and knock out the Capital Lady Bruins, you've got to do it at home. Well, one thing we know is Sam Tudor's a great coach. I mean, let's not – I mean, he's going to have a game plan. He, we know how good he is. Mm-hmm. Oh, there's no question about that. Coach Tudor's done a fantastic job. His pedigree speaks for itself. Mm-hmm. But, again, it, it's tough when you're, you're talking about, you know, players that are with him for the first time. Um, you know, if, if Sam Tudor was a head coach you know, a couple of years down the road, then, you know, you, you definitely will see his plan even more so played out. Um, but, again, it, it's going to be interesting. I think the girls have really bought into him. And that's the fantastic part. You know, one of the yeah. things I, I got to experience with him when I traveled with Big Fork during their state run was his ability to, uh, to his relationship building with his players. And so that is a phenomenal tool for him. And I think that's what, how players really respond to him. And I think we're seeing that as well with the Brave. It maybe hasn't turned out in the win-loss column yet, but I really think it will soon. Um, because I think the biggest thing for the Flatted Bravettes as a team right now, again, it's going to be very tough to try and overtake the Capitals and the Hellgates and the Western AA. But the biggest key, play your best basketball towards the end of the season and the way the playoff format's shaken out. I think that's going to be key for them. Hey, I miss talking to you. Um, don't, don't be a stranger. <laughs> and, you know, I can, I can still be on, on your show, which is a, one of two of Montana's only daily sports talk shows, apparently, according to <laughs> According to you and Coulter Nuon, well, not you, but uh, reporter and Coulter Nuon, as I gave him a hard time for that the other day too. Hey, um, do me a favor though. Can you do? Can you do me a favor tonight? What's that? Can you? Yesterday was National Chocolate Cake Day, and uh, Katie Garson Forba, the head coach of Capital, her players did not bring her a cake. So can you pick up a little chocolate cake and take it to Coach tonight and tell her it's from me? Well. I... You got a card or something? Because, like, uh, that's going to look kind of weird, the flathead play-by-play guy bringing a chocolate cake to the capital head coach and not nothing for uh, Sam Tudor. You're going to get one for coach. you got to get the other one uh, for the other. So, well, I don't, you know, I don't, I don't care about Sam. I haven't talked to him yet. But coach coach was on the show yesterday, and then she Facebooked. She goes, the players did not bring cake. She loves chocolate cake, so – I'll see what I can do. Just a little one. I mean, even if it's like a little ho-ho, you can have the other. Give the other one to Sam. It's fine. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, where can people listen to the game tonight? Uh, They can check us out, uh, kgez.com, or you can check us on KGEZ's app uh, easily. Uh, So that's how people can definitely catch the game. Um, You know, so, yeah, and for people in in your neck of the woods, as well as 96.5 FM and 600 KGEZ, if you're in the flathead, but kgez.com, the most uh, accessible way. Across the World Wide Web. That's the only way I'm promoting it tonight. KGEZ.com, <laughs> 7 o'clock pregame, 7.15 the tip-off. Uh, have a good call tonight, and uh, make sure you get that cake to coach, and we'll uh, we'll talk soon. Thanks, Jason. Thanks, friend. <laughs> that is Anthony Knockreiner, host of the Knock on Sports. You can catch him KGEZ.com tonight as uh, Capital Gals battle the Bravettes of Flathead. 7 o'clock the, uh, the pregame, you'll have that, 7.15 the tip-off. Should be a good game. Also, you got the Helena High girls up at Glacier. Uh, you do have a fantastic 
uh, was it tonight? Let me look. Uh, oh, Friday. Friday, Billing Central Harden, boys and girls. That one, both of those will be fantastic games. Fantastic. Also, remember we were talking about uh, playing two games in three days and how that was in, in the newspaper article on 406mtsports.com from, from here, from the IR. Um, remember yesterday we also told you that Glacier Wrestling wasn't coming to face Helena High or, or Capital. That's still in the article that they're that the Bruins and the Bengals are going to wrestle the Wolfpack and the Braves, but they're only wrestling the Braves. But details, right? Nobody, nobody, nobody pays attention. Details. <laughs> oh man, love it, love it. All right, uh, thanks to Anthony for joining us here uh, today. Uh, 35 was it 35 years ago we lost uh, Krista McAuliffe and uh, Ellison Onizuka, Francis Scobie, Judith Resnick, Michael Smith, Ronald McNair, Greg Jarvis, all in the Challenger disaster. It's 35 years ago now. Do you remember where you were? I was in fifth grade in uh, Mrs. Brown's class. Was it Mrs. Brown? Yeah, it was Mrs. Brown's class when uh, we got the news and uh, they actually wheeled the television. And then those were the old school televisions back in 1986. But uh, 35 years it's been now since the Challenger disaster. Still sad. Still sad. Uh, All right, we're going to take a break. We're going to come back. And uh, there's some news coming out of Missoula involving football. There is uh, also on this day in history and much more still to come here, Jason Walker Show. This segment brought to you by Rutgers Furniture. Make the quality choice for your home at Rutgers Furniture, 1010 Dearborn, Helena. Storewide savings is what you'll find when you shop for new home furnishings at Rutgers Furniture. This means tremendous values on Helena's largest in-stock selection of home furnishings. When you shop Rutgers, you'll find storewide savings on the furniture you want for every room in your home. And you'll also find our selection of Serta iComfort, the most comfortable beds in Helena. 12-month financing is available with approved credit on most purchases over $299. Ask for details. You'll find storewide savings at Rutgers Furniture, 1010 Dearborn, Helena. Have you thought about buying a home and just don't know where to begin? Well, when it comes to one of the most important purchases one can make, we understand it can be frustrating and confusing, but it doesn't have to be. Let the Major Mortgage Team help you with all your mortgage needs. Major Mortgage means major service, and we would love the opportunity to help you today. Give J.R. McFadden, NMLS number 1246357, a call today at 406-465-1918. Or you can visit him at 2001 11th Avenue, Building A, Suite 3 in Helena. Major Mortgage is a division of AMCAP Mortgage, NMLS number 129122, equal housing lender. New vehicles keep coming, and Capital Collision Center keeps earning certifications to repair them. They're Helena's newest GM-certified facility. No matter the make or year, they repair your car to manufacturer's standards and requirements, maintaining its safety and value. Montana State Law says it's your vehicle and it's your choice where you have it repaired. Choose Capital Collision Center, certified in GM, Subaru, and Nissan, and Helena's only shop certified in Honda, Acura, and Ford. When you value safety, go to Capital Collision Center on Euclid. Spring is fast approaching and summer is just around the corner. So now is the time to get those windows tinted at Auto Concepts as the sun starts to heat up. Tinting is the best way to keep the sun out of your little one's eyes driving down the road. Plus, it just looks cool. Auto Concepts is your exclusive 3M dealer for tinting as well as the best clear bras in town. Auto Concepts clear bras will not fade or yellow over time. And don't forget about suspension lifts and power steps for your rig too. Visit AutoConceptsHelena.com or check them out. Out on Facebook, Auto Concepts, the auto enhancement professionals. Who doesn't love being number one? When your team's dominating the standings, or your favorite band rocks the charts at number one, it feels good, right? Kind of like how it feels when you have auto insurance with State Farm. Because making you feel like number one is an honor your local State Farm agent takes seriously. Through the good times and not so good, your State Farm agent's proud to be here to help life go right. Call State Farm Agent Mike Miller in Helena today. 
Welcome back to the Jason Walker Show. Uh, final segment on a Thursday. Don't forget Paul Westhead, the former basketball coach, coming up tomorrow. Uh, Loyola Marymount, the Lakers, the Warriors, the Bulls. He coached uh, a couple other places, too. He will join us. Uh, Alex Ponovich, actor from Snowpiercer with Jennifer Connelly on TNT. Also, uh, Van Helsing will join us tomorrow as well. Oh, yeah. All right, so apparently, okay, so remember Camden Sermon, right, from uh, Sentinel. Helped lead him to a state championship. He, um, his brother played for the for the Grizz, and since they didn't play football in Washington this year, uh, Sermon Camden Sermon transferred over to uh, Sentinel, helped win a state championship, committed to Montana. Uh, today he decommitted. Where uh, from the Grizz, his uncle and his brother both played for the Grizz, but uh, he decommitted. And he's going to head off to, well, I'll just uh, read his, his, uh, his post here. Quote, first off, I would like to thank the coaching staff at the University of Montana for giving me an opportunity to play for such a great program. After about a month of trying to figure out where I wanted to spend my next five years, I've come to the conclusion that the University of Washington will be the most advantageous opportunity for me to play at the highest level. I would like to thank everyone who's got me to this point. With that being said, I have decommitted from the University of Montana and will be looking forward to competing at the University of Washington. Go dogs! As a he is going end quote by the way he's going to be a walk on preferred walk on at uh, Washington. Got a scholarship to the Grizz. No, look, I get it. It's Pac-12. It's Pac-12 football. But your best chance of winning. The championship with the Grizz. I hate to say it. I'm wearing a Bobcat sweatshirt. <laughs> but the Grizz are closer to winning a championship than the Huskies. But best of luck, man. Best of luck, kid. That's good. It's Pac-12. I get it. Good for him. It's a great, great move. If that's what you really want. So we'll see. And we see this a lot. Kids go Pac-12. Um, Big Ten, whatever, and then come back to the FCS. We'll see. We'll see what happens. But best of luck. Got to say championship. So, good stuff. Uh, all right, it is, uh, what is today? Today is January the 28th. It is Data Privacy Day, which is funny considering social media and big tech are all about shutting everything down. But it is Blueberry Pancake Day. Not a blueberry guy at all. It is also Have Fun at Work Day. We do that every day, right? It is also National Kazoo Day. Wish I had one. Not really. On this date in 1904, the first collegiate sports letters were given to seniors who played on the University of Chicago's football team. They got blankets with the letter C on them. Uh, 1887, work began on the Eiffel Tower in Paris today. 1915, United States Coast Guard was created by merging the U.S. Life Saving Service and the U.S. Revenue Cutter Service. Uh, Legos patented on this date in 1958. The design of Lego bricks that are still compatible with Legos produced today. How about that? 1958, Dodger catcher Roy Capanella paralyzed in an automobile wreck. On this date in 1959, the Soviet Union beats the U.S. 62-37, the first loss internationally for the United States, 1959. We talked about this, uh, the Space Shuttle Challenger explodes 73 seconds after takeoff from Cape Canaveral. All seven crew members killed on this date in 1986. 1990, Super Bowl fourteen. Louisiana, San Francisco beats Denver. Didn't just beat Denver. They walloped them, fifty-five to ten. Uh, Joe Montana, the MVP. Nineteen ninety-six Super Bowl thirty, Sun Devil Stadium in Tempe, Arizona. It used to be like Dallas West, but Dallas beats Pittsburgh, twenty-seven to seventeen. Larry Brown was the MVP. Two thousand one. 
Super Bowl 35, Raymond James Stadium in Tampa Bay. Baltimore beats New York 34-7. Ray Lewis, the MVP. Was it the year before that he helped murder somebody? Now he's in the Hall of Fame. Uh, by the way, that Super Bowl, I did not watch. I was in an airport in Phoenix with the Montana State women's basketball team coming back from, uh, was that the NAU Northridge trip? Because Northridge used to be in the league. 1991, Red Grange passed away, the galloping ghost, Parkinson's. On this date in 2004, Crazy Legs, El, uh, Elroy, Crazy Legs Hirsch passed away. Died at 80. A couple of football legends there, Red Grange and Crazy Legs Hirsch. Uh, 1985, the uh, charity single, We Are the World, was recorded by Supergroup USA for Africa. That song um, was so big back. Oh, my gosh. Uh, let's see, 1936. You know what's great about that song, by the way, is like Michael Jackson wrote it uh, with Quincy Jones, and they told people it was after the Grammys. They recorded this. They go into a studio late at night, and there's this just all, all these great pop and country stars and rock stars. They go in there, and they were told, leave your egos at the door. You're not getting paid for this. If you want to be a part of it, let's do it. And they recorded it, and it was one of the biggest songs ever. Also born on this date, 1936, Alan Alda. And how about this? Remember, remember uh, the supergroups Backstreet Boys and NSYNC? The rivalry? Well, Joey Fatone of NSYNC was born on this date, 1977. Nick Carter of Backstreet Boys, born on this date, 1980. How about that? Uh, let's see. Uh, Henry VIII IM. Henry VIII passed away on this date in 1547. He was 55. There you go. Let's do this. Music. We're almost at the end of the show. Oh, what did we learn? And what did he miss? Time for the walk-off. Thanks to Anthony Knockreiner for joining us today. He got his thoughts on the uh, on the uh, Hall of Fame and Major League Baseball. Nobody got in yesterday. They Or two days ago, whatever it was. Nobody voted in. And it's ridiculous. The Hall of Fame... It's become really the hall of shame because of these voters um, just being idiots, basically. They need to update. Look, I'm not. I was not a fan of Barry Bonds, the steroid era, but you know, people in the players in the 50s and 60s used to pop greenies, speed, basically, during games. So that was illegal. Steroids were not. So don't give me this crap. Um, build a wing in the Hall of Fame for the steroid era then. If you're that ashamed, build a wing. Just do it. But McGuire needs to be in. Bonds, Clemens, all these guys need to be in the Hall of Fame. Kurt Schilling. And that's the other Kurt Schilling is being kept out because of his political beliefs. Stop. It's for what they did on the field. Because the liberal media doesn't want Kurt Schilling in the Hall of Fame. They don't agree with his politics. Shut up. Get out of here with that crap. Put him in the Hall of Fame. What he did on the field, it's like Pete Rose needs to be in the Hall of Fame. And Shoeless Joe needs to be in the Hall of Fame. End of story. Your all-time hits leader needs to be in the Hall of Fame. Now, Shoeless Joe needs to be in the Hall I mean, Shoeless Joe literally did nothing wrong during... The 1919 World Series. He hit 367. He hit the only home run of the World Series. And he was found not guilty. I mean, he didn't do anything. He didn't take any money. Put him in the hall. It's a, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a crime. All right, you can listen anytime, jasonwalkershow.com. You can uh, text us, tweet us, at Sports. Facebook, email jason at jasonwalkershow.com. We're going to do it again tomorrow. Wrap up the week. Alex Ponovich, actor and former basketball coach, Paul Westhead will join us. And you never know what else. On a, on a finally Friday. It's the last Friday of January. Monday is the 1st of February. Can you believe we're already there? It's crazy. 
All right, we're going to do it again tomorrow at 4. Go to jasonwalkershow.com. We are presented by Capital Collision Center. We'll see you. The Jason Walker Show is produced by the Jason Walker Media Company. Any reuse, rebroadcast, or retransmission without the express written consent of the Jason Walker Show is strictly prohibited. Just listen, watch, and enjoy. Enjoy.